Welcome to the Triage Method Podcast Q&A edition with me, Gary McGowan, and my co-host, Mr. Patrick Farrell. How are you this Thursday, Patty? I am positively fantastic, as per usual, Gary. Fantastic. Sunday, and we just recorded the last one mere moments ago. Yeah, I know, but look, I'm trying to make it look like we're on the telly, you know, it's like people are following along, it's like, you're back again, you know, welcome back, guys. But anyway, Q&A edition, so that means we're answering a question, and this is actually a client-specific um, question that I have gotten from a client recently, um, and that relates to protein supplementation, uh, whey protein supplementation in particular, um, and basically, kind of the question about, like, uh, is it bad if I have, you know, multiple scoops a day? You know, is that, is that a bad thing? Is there an upper limit? Is there a point at which we say, okay, maybe you should stop consuming extra extra whey protein? Because I think uh, one of the things I recall hearing a lot, and, and you still do hear it, um, about protein supplementation is that it's kind of like a last resort thing. It's like, if you can't get enough in your diet, okay, have an extra bit of whey protein, but otherwise you want to get it mostly from your diet. And like, that's a, a kind of a fine heuristic because what it forces you to do is make sure you're actually thinking about the composition of your meals and it ensures that you're not doing things like just having a few pop tarts and then a scoop of whey protein and calling it a meal you know you're actually thinking about cooking meals you're thinking about preparing meals thinking about what you're going to eat in advance and the other components of the meal itself um so in that sense i think it's a sound heuristic to tell people that you know think of protein as, as a last resort kind of thing but i think that can sometimes leave the impression for people that, um, you know, if the rest of their diet is actually in order and they could benefit from extra whey protein, that they kind of have to be, uh, they're, they're kind of uncertain. They're like, I'm not sure if I should go for it or if it's just the last resort. And also it can leave the impression that whey protein isn't that great. And in fact, it's like a really, really high quality pre- uh, protein source. Um, like dairy protein in general is very high quality protein. And when you kind of get the, the whey protein in particular, very high quality protein. So it's not something that like, that's not a comment that people make to say that it's not a high quality protein because it is. Um, so in terms of whey protein in general, um, it's a, a very high quality protein. It's something that as part of your diet is going to contribute um, very well to your protein intake and also can be a really nice supplement to certain meals in general. So whether it be adding to your porridge or a smoothie or even milk for your cereal, etc. So it's quite versatile in that sense. But in this particular context, I have a client who um, prefers eating like only two main meals per day and would basically like to be able to fill the gaps in terms of both the gaps in terms of uh, the total protein intake and maybe another protein feeding by just having a protein shake or two, you know, Um, that would just make their life easier to be able to just add in the extra protein um, in, in that form. So in that sense, what, what, there are a couple of considerations that would make me, um, kind of double check that, okay, have we taken care of everything else? And that's just like, are, are, the, are the rest of the meals adequate? You know, is this, is the person eating two meals a day because they like, let's say, uh, binge eating on processed hyperpalatable foods and then they're low in protein. So they have to fill the gas away protein. That's one context this can come up. And in that case, I'm thinking, actually, I prefer that you adjusted the composition of your other meals so that they were, you know, more 
whole food based, like you had some sort of uh, deliberate protein source and you had your fiber sources and you had your fruits and vegetables, et cetera, um, and then see what's left. But if someone's, if someone's saying, look, I'm eating um, an omelet in the morning, I've got vegetables in the omelet, I have two pieces of fruit on the side and some whole grain toast. And then in the evening, um, I'm having, I don't know, uh, a chicken breast and a salmon fillet and, and potatoes. And I've got some beans and I've got some vegetables. Like and I'm, lo- I'm looking at those meals and I'm thinking, God, this person is clearly making an effort to have a healthful diet pattern overall. From what I can see, everything is taken care of. So the protein is on top of that is purely additive in terms of contributing to health and contributing to satiety and hence body composition goals um, and, and muscle building, etc. So in that context, I'm saying, yeah, this, additional protein is definitely beneficial. So in that case, if someone needs to have three scoops of whey protein to get their protein up to a higher level, um, even if it's above the the standard uh, threshold, like let's say the six grams per kilo is going to be beneficial for muscle building. Um, that's kind of like the, 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 the level that we'd say, yeah, that's going to cover a lot, uh, most people. But if, if someone wants to bump up to 2.5 grams per kilo, because let's say they're in a deficit of, of, of calories, of energy, and they want to ensure that they're full, um, and the extra protein is kind of a reserve. And they're saying, look, I'd like to have three scoops of protein per day to satisfy that. Once the person is, the rest of their diet is in order and they're not just using this as a cover up for a poor diet overall, like I'm pretty happy for someone to, to add that in. I don't see a problem with it. I see it as being a, a high quality protein source that also, you know, has, has other benefits for health in terms of things like the antioxidant system, glutathione synthesis, et cetera. So, I mean, um, yeah, I see, I see it as a, as part of a healthy diet pattern. I see no problem with having a few scoops of protein per day to, to supplement. What do yeah, you like think, there's, there's a few like considerations that you've touched on there for this, but ultimately I think it comes down to the looking at the overall diet itself rather than just the, the protein shakes. Yeah, itself, exactly. You know, because first of all, we have to take into account, like, are we, where are we in relation to our protein targets? You know, like guys, as you were saying there, Gary, like, well, we basically can be like, right. If we want to be the most generous with our recommendations, if you're getting between one and three grams per kilo i'm like your protein you're you're probably okay like ideally the one i would be more hesitant to suggest you know but if we're talking about you know just frank deficiency i'd be like at least get one gram per kilo you know like just get that like it's the bare minimum you know and but i'm probably usually someone that falls around the kind of two to 2.2 that's generally where i'm like that's where I find the sweet spot, obviously with the populations that we talk to and we train and coach and whatever else, you know? Um, so are we talking about the individual using whey protein or protein powders in general? Cause there are obviously different types or pea protein, there's vegan proteins, there's egg proteins, beef proteins. Like, so there are different types. Um, but if we're just talking about milk proteins uh, in some form, like maybe a milk protein powder itself, or a casein protein powder or a whey protein powder. Like we have to look at those things in terms of being food sources themselves, right? And and you wouldn't say like, oh, don't add that protein source to that meal because it's a bad protein source, you know? So we have to look at it in terms of the overall diet pattern and what's going on and what makes sense then for that diet pattern, right? And like you said, like if you are talking to an individual that is eating just pure crap food in general. Like they're literally just eating like 
white bread and crackers and just really like ultra processed carb sources yeah. and they're like oh i just have a a few scoops away per day to pretty much hit my target i don't eat any other protein sources that's obviously going to be different than someone that says to you they're like yeah i'm actually usually about 20 grams off my protein target but you know i'm eating fish a few times per week i'm eating red meat a few times per week i'm eating you know white meat here you know their, their overall diet pattern is is good it's what you recommend and they're just a little bit off the target the quantities they don't have the hunger for it or you know like you said that that individual they're like i only really like to eat twice per day you know in that in that case having a protein shake who cares you know like it's literally just adding to the diet it's allowing you to hit your targets right however if we're in the case where it's like you're relying on protein powder to get the entirety of your protein intake then that's probably not a great position to, to be in, right? So even though we can go, oh, yes, the protein powder, it has all these benefits. It's a great protein source, great uh, spectrum of amino acids, has all these other benefits, you know, depending on the, the protein source it is. Like if we're talking about whey, we can talk about glutathione. We're talking about milk proteins themselves. We can be like calcium intake. And like there's objective uh, benefits to these different protein powder sources. You know, so again, that that could we could look at it like that. However, I, I just I'm hesitant to recommend someone have like one source of protein in yeah, the yeah. diet. You know, so if we're talking about that, I, I wouldn't be necessarily recommending that, and I would be like you said earlier on, recommending a little bit of a change in the the dietary pattern and be like, right, we actually need to work on these meals because yeah, you're hitting your targets, you're hitting your macronutrient intake, you're hitting your calorie intake. So we're not in a, a, a bad place there by any stretch of the imagination. However, you know, this is probably not the most helpful the diet could be, you know? So we, we, we maybe want to change that, change the meal composition, the food choices around there a little bit, you know? But if it's in the context of someone that eats generally well, I don't have a huge issue. It can also be really beneficial in terms of, you know, like you said, this individual, they only want to eat twice per day. And maybe we want to have a third protein feeding at some other point in the day just to keep hunger where it needs to be, you know, relative to our other stuff going on, like calories and whatever else. And But also just to get that like muscle protein synthesis going on. And it might make sense to just have a protein shake at some other point in the day. You know, just so we're like, yeah, we're at least getting three protein feedings at a few time points throughout the day, you know, and that could be beneficial. Again, it could also be beneficial to just get your protein feedings in at those two time points. And, you know, maybe you are some individual that has a very high calorie and protein requirement. Maybe you're 300 pounds shredded to the bone bodybuilder and you have a really demanding job and you can't eat on shift and you can literally only eat once in the morning and then in the evening or something like that, you know, then it can be very hard to get whatever, I don't know, 300, 400 grams of protein um, in per day, you know? So it's like maybe your protein intake is just very high and because you also have a restricted feeding window, you know, maybe we do need to wash these meals down with a, a protein shake, you know, or maybe potentially slip another protein shake or two or three scoops or whatever it is in at some point throughout the day, you know, just so we can, you know, can cook it down while you're working in your, I don't know, steel factory or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> um, so 
yeah, I'm not like people make a big deal out of this. And I'm just like, it's just, uh, yeah. you wouldn't say it about milk. You wouldn't just be like, oh, you shouldn't drink milk for, for protein. Now you might say that again with the, the fat intake and the, the carbohydrate intake or lactose intolerance or the overall calories of it. But if we're like, yeah, this is just milk protein. Like you're not going to say that that's bad for most people. You know, well, some people might be like, oh, milk, you know, it's not great, you know. Um, but in, in general, it's like this is just another protein source. As long as the rest of the diet, we're pretty much just focusing on our general recommendations. Like I couldn't care less if someone is like, yeah, I have two scoops of whey protein per day just to help me hit my targets because I, I find it hard to, I don't know, eat a load of chicken breasts or beef or whatever, or maybe they're from a lower socioeconomic status and they just struggle to have enough money to pay for meat sources, you know, cause meat is probably the more expensive of the, the dietary, you know, composites, the, the things that make up your diet. Whereas like a bag of whey protein, you could buy fucking 10 kilos of the stuff and, you know, get it for really cheap, you know? And so that might represent something that makes sense. Like, yeah, obviously it's a bigger investment upfront. Like it's like 70 euro for a five kilo bag or whatever, but that five kilo bag might, you know, represent four months of food, you know, um, for, for you or longer even, you know? So again, when you average it out over the days, it might actually work out cheaper based on wherever you are from and, you know, the foods that you have available to you. So, again i'm not going to argue against that if this individual is like i just don't have the money to do you know to be eating you know all these good cuts of meat these leaner cuts of meat or whatever and as a result you know they they have to focus on fattier cuts of meat because generally they're a little bit cheaper you know and they're like yeah i find it hard to stay within my calories then and hit my protein so i have to have two protein shakes per day in that case I'm not going to argue against that. We have a clear rationale. We have a clear logical reasoning as to why that is the case that we are doing this. And the overall pattern of the diet is pretty much on point. You know, I, I have no issue with, with that uh, being the case, you know, if it makes sense. The only time I really have an issue is if we're eating shit and then going, oh shit, yeah, I have to hit my protein intake. So I just glug down six scoops of whey protein. I'm like, this is, you're just, you're not actually trying to, be on point with the diet at all you're just you know making a an easier choice rather than the right choice yeah 100 and like another context where this becomes like or there's a couple actually like one is traveling so sometimes if you're traveling maybe you're concerned about the quality of the meat or something you know depending on where you are in the world like i go to belarus um every year and i mean the the meat in the local shop like it's it's not great. So Chad, uh, Irish beef. No, it's not, it's definitely not Irish beef. Um, and when you see it kind of sitting out and stuff, it's just, yeah, it's not very appetizing. So, um, in that case, I'm like more inclined to maybe have a bit more whey protein. Um, I do actually bring meat with me in, as well, but obviously if you're going traveling like around Asia or something, you're not going to bring meat with you. Uh, but yeah, depending on where you are in the world, you might have your concerns about, the hygiene associated with meat, meat consumption and not having the same quality of meat that we have in Ireland. Um, so in those cases, maybe you might want to have uh, more whey protein. And of course, that's completely justified. So if you're traveling or something like that, 
totally makes sense to have more. Um, and also like when you're traveling, you're probably going to want to, you know, you want to have more ice creams and you're probably having a couple of drinks and stuff like that. So, I mean, if you're thinking of overall calories, maybe you want to also just be like, yeah, I'm just going to cover my protein needs with some whey protein. And that's fine over the short term, you know, not a big deal. Another context is, um, obviously vegetarian or even pescatarian diets. Um, and vegan diets, but obviously if you're a vegan, you're not going to be consuming whey, but you can have another type of, of protein um, to cover those bases. But if you're, if you're an individual like that, who's on a more restrictive diet um, and you are trying to obviously compete in some sort of sport or resistance training or whatever, sometimes hitting your protein target overall can be quite challenging. And I think like people don't play this sometimes because they say, oh yeah, but you can just eat peanut butter and, and stuff and it's just fine. But it's like, yeah, but if someone's on a calorie restricted diet as well as having these food restrictions in place, that makes it a lot harder than, you know, to hit that total protein intake. Um, so sometimes having a supplemental protein source in those ca- cases can be really helpful and you might actually need more. Um, like one of my friends, he's he can, he's an MMA fighter and he does a lot of resistance training as well. Um, and one of the downfalls that like for him is very clearly like he probably doesn't get enough weight, uh, enough protein in his diet in general. He's a vegetarian eats really well great diet pattern but for someone like him like supplemental protein would be really beneficial in terms of like his sporting performance and his recovery etc so um yeah that is something he does now but um he actually i think he said that at one point like what do you think about you know is there is there do you think there's too much is it grand whatever um so those are contexts where this can become important too and obviously you know yourself like if you're like even if you're a, a pescatarian and you do you do eat fish, it might be the case that yeah you eat fish, but there's some cases where maybe it mightn't be socially appropriate. Let's say um, you mightn't want to pull out your your fish meal on the train or whatever, so you mm. might want to have <laughs> you might want to have an alternative option available. I'd have no problem with someone doing that, but some people do. Um, and, and yeah, you know, yeah, just literally okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, basically like you kind of know yourself, you know yourself, like you see, see what, what your protein intake is on average. And I mean, if you're on a plant-based diet and you're saying to yourself, yeah, I'm getting like 1.2, 1.3 grams per kilo and I'm an athlete and yeah, I might benefit from more, but I might be fine. It's like, yeah, you're probably better to just add in a couple of scoops. Like it's, it's, it's certainly no harm. And when there's already um, a consideration about the quality of your protein, um, on plant-based diets, then it's just, it's just insurance really to push it up another, another bit. So, so there's some extra cases where I think this can be particularly useful. Yeah. And obviously, again, as we discussed just on this, there are multiple types of protein powder, like pea protein, oh, yeah, for egg sure. protein, beef protein, you know, whey protein, milk protein, there's different fucking hydroisolates and fucking whatever else. And so there are options you know, because there's cases where you, you maybe you are, you know, I know one of my friends, he's uh, from Africa, like from Nigeria, and he just notices that he just doesn't handle whey protein well, even though like obviously the lactose content of that is quite low and there is still some in it. And he knows he doesn't get really any GI upset, but he gets like some spots and stuff and, and just doesn't do well with it. So I was just recommending, I was like, okay, go for a beef protein then because he was trying out the a pea protein. He was like, I don't really like the, the texture of it it just doesn't he, just, he didn't like it you know i like fly out of beef loves it works well for him so like there are different options out there for you depending on your situation depending on your needs and um, so again like if it's a case where you need a little bit of extra protein and 
your overall diet patterns are good, take the protein shake. It's so it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. It's just food. Like, yeah. so Gary, when do we when do we collect our checks from uh, big, big protein? protein. Yeah. <laughs> next, that week, Patrick, next, that week. next week. Don't worry, I'll edit this out. I'll edit it out later. Of course, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like for personal context, like I actually do consume like quite a bit of whey protein purely because like like that client i actually a lot of the time i actually like just consuming like two meals a day um which is weird because i used to be like the total opposite like i used to be the type of person where like anything less than four meals a day just seemed really weird um so i probably average like three meals a day uh, a lot of the time but but a lot of the time then i'm just like if i'm having a, a morning where i'm doing like a lot of writing or something um I, I generally like, no, I just kind of want to eat two meals because the way that it kind of fits in with my like jujitsu schedule and like eating in the evening, et cetera, it just makes sense a lot of the time to have two meals and maybe I'll supplement that then with um, some additional whey protein, maybe uh, an hour or two before the workout um, and maybe a Lucasade sport around the workout or whatever. But yeah, I do have definitely a, a good few uh, scoops of whey uh, per day a lot of the time. So, so yeah, there's my, my skin in the game. If you, if, if you die, I die. It's fine. But yes, um, I see no issue with this. Have the fucking scoop away if you need it. Have it at every meal if you need it. That's food. perfectly fine. It's literally just a food source. Um, yeah, I have nothing really else to say. Obviously, we're saying this in the context of you're buying like higher quality whey protein or protein powders in general. Like if you're buying some fucking random Chinese brand that's, you know, people have been complaining about heavy metal toxicity from it like that's obviously a fucking different consideration than yeah, if you're like for sure oh this brand is fucking from i don't know glanbia or something and you know it's from irish dairies you actually can fucking trace the dairy you can fucking go down to the farm if you want um like that's obviously a different circumstance you know so basically what i'm saying is buy high quality where possible um like obviously there are also like bulk you know, companies that you can buy it from, like my protein, uh, bulk powders, different things like that, again, depending on wherever you are, um, which you can buy relatively cheap quant or and high quality protein powders. Like my protein always comes out like one of the top when you look at any like the analysis yeah. they do. So like even though it's cheap um, or cheaper, especially if you get a deal on top of it, you're still getting high quality product at the end of it. So happy days you know um but yeah i would just caveat it with saying like we obviously want to get high quality where possible now i just want to finish this out by saying that you know there might be some considerations where you know having a high intake of one source like say you're having four scoops of whey protein per day you know that might be a, a bad thing for some individuals you know again like i said with the uh, my Nigerian friend there, like maybe you do notice there's some like lactose stuff going on and you're like, Oh, I'm getting some GI upset from this. Just treat it like any other food. If you know this food is causing digestive issues or whatever, then take it out or reduce the quantities or whatever, play around with the, the, the intake, but don't just keep consuming it. Cause you're like, Oh yeah, yeah. it's, it's good for me. You know, like if, if it's causing issues, don't consume it. You know, same again, if you notice that, I don't know, whey protein, some of them have like relatively high calcium intake. Like I was saying to Gary earlier on, like you can get into these really fucking esoteric, like one in a million things that happen. Like you might be like, oh, uh, 
I, I take whey protein, but I have a generally high dairy intake or generally high calcium intake overall anyway. And now I have, you know, excessive amounts of calcium. And I don't know, my SHBG now is being influenced. It's, it's increased because of my calcium intake or, uh, and as a result, I have less free testosterone. And as a result, I'm getting less gains. And, you know, it's like you can make, or you can see, you can read, you can fucking find out all of these random, random niche reasons as to why an individual shouldn't have this high intake or shouldn't take this or shouldn't eat this. But that's an individual thing, you know? So again, I would just be hesitant to base all of my diet pattern around one food source. You know, you're probably better off getting it from a mixed food source. Um, But I also wouldn't be too concerned about wondering whether you are that one in a million person that has these potentially random conditions that lead to like again like you might be like oh i actually think i need to get more protein in my diet and you've always had a lower protein diet and then you have a whey protein shake up and you end up in a and e or something because you find out that you actually have an inborn error in protein metabolism like this stuff does happen you know and uh and people are like oh see fuck this this woman died because she fucking took protein shakes and she had this inborn genetic error in uh, protein metabolism like okay well i i don't have that error so don't have that no irrelevant you know but again just i wanted to say that at the end just because people can be overly cautious with this stuff because they'll read some random report or you know make some mechanistic hypothesizing about some pathway being influenced by this like and then they're like oh no i'm not going to do this like i've seen people argue that uh whey protein powder because it is more insulinogenic because amino acids as well are insulinogenic and contributes to getting acne because uh it increases igf1 levels um and as a result like that that is correlated with uh, acne and stuff you know you're like okay cool like at the end of the day this is just not a, a huge deal like if you notice you start taking a load of whey protein and you get a slight increase in acne then just take less. Like it's not like it's not going to influence our general recommendations. That's an individual thing. Like I know individuals that have had like you know chronic acne their their whole life or whatever, and they start taking protein and their acne actually reduced. You know, and we could argue, hypothesize, do whatever, be like, oh, it's glutathione that we have increased. You know, ability to handle whatever stressors, whatever, blah blah blah. But ultimately, like like we could we could spend all day hypothesizing about something, but it's not going to influence our recommendation or the outcome itself. It's like, yeah, we're trying to retroactively understand why this happened. That's cool. Yeah, we can definitely do that. But ultimately it happened and that's going to then influence whether you should continue taking it or stop taking it. And that's all that matters at the end of the day. Like if you notice you get extra spots, stop taking it. If you notice it actually improves your fucking spots, keep taking it, you know? So if there are all these random conflicting maybes and mm, oh, whatever, like, take it for a while, see what happens for you as an individual. And if it fits in your overall dietary pattern, you're eating relatively well and you're just using it as a little hitter to make sure that you're getting your your protein intake where it needs to be. I'm just not concerned about it. Yeah, and um, the only thing I would add, which we already brought up, is that if you are concerned about like the quality of your protein supplement. And I think supplements in general, the website that, that assesses all that stuff is labdoor.com, I believe. 
Um, and if you go on there, you can basically see stuff. And like Patty said, like my protein generally do come out pretty high. Um, and no, we're not paid by my protein to say that, but uh, it is it is just an interesting observation. The reason we bring that up is because my protein is generally quite cheap, and people generally assume that oh, it's be- that's because their stuff is lower quality. You're better off spending more. Whereas like no, not really. Like you know, they just buy they have their stuff in bulk. The packaging is super simple. There's no reckless claims on the bag or anything. Whereas what you're often paying for with some smaller companies in some cases is they're adding in different things that don't really do anything. And uh, you've got real fancy marketing, fancy packaging, etc. And you just don't need that. You just want the protein, you know? So labdoor.com. Yeah, and we're not endorsed by Labdoor. I actually heard some like claims against Labdoor that are, I don't know if they were substantiated <laughs> against being like, paid under the table but in general they appear i retract my claims and <laughs> <laughs> um but i don't know i'm not saying like i don't want them fucking to sue me or anything be like yeah i haven't looked into that i just we have no affiliations with anyone so like just yeah nor do we want one in case someone's thinking about reaching out um no thank you <laughs> um but yeah i've nothing else to say really on this if you take four scoops of protein per day fucking don't care there might be reason rationale for that if you take four scoops of protein per day and it's because your diet is shit i'd probably be more concerned if i were you but if your diet is shit overall and you're like oh i'm gonna just supplement my protein you probably have bigger concerns than just the protein intake you there's a reason why your diet is shit overall and you're just choosing shit sources you know that's probably going to be the last wheel that falls off the wagon and the fact that you're eating Pop-Tarts for breakfast is probably going to cause more issues than the fact that you are hitting your protein target with whey protein. I would agree. Anyway, Gary, where can people find us? What's all that jazz? Do your usual spiel. Yeah, so if you want to get involved with more of our content, you could subscribe to the Triage Method newsletter uh, down below to see the different articles and videos, etc., that we've produced, as well as the podcasts and recommended resources from around the internet. You can also join the Triage Method community. That's our open access Facebook group where we have discussions about different topics, post different research papers, people ask questions, we answer them, etc. Um, you can also pre-register your interest for the Coaches Corner. So that's a, a service we're going to be launching next month for personal trainers in particular or interested trainees who want to basically get uh, go from kind of learning some theory-based stuff to really trying to apply that stuff in practice. So for example, anatomy and exercise mechanics and exercise physiology, how do you take that information and apply it now in practice? And how do you do that for not just you, but for different clients? So for different people that are presenting to you, because uh, that's really uh, one of the missing steps. Um, at some points is that we learn as personal trainers what what different exercises work for example but we don't really learn how to change those exercises for different individuals depending on what their goal is what they present with what they experience within the workout um, and how we can improve that experience of their workout so so yeah uh, get involved pre-register your interest below you'll be added to basically just an email list where we will give you um, an exclusive discount upon launch, but we won't send you any other stuff. We won't bother you with other stuff. You're not committing to anything. You're literally just signing up for a potential discount if you happen to be interested upon launch. So you can do that below. Um, We do have online coaching spaces available. So if you're interested in coaching, you can get involved to work with myself or Patty. um, And all that information is below. We've got 
and site if you'd like to read those to see if we've worked with people maybe in a similar context to you. Or you can just email info at triagemethod.com to, to make an inquiry. There's also an application form on site um, where you can basically fill in some details and we'll say, yep, looks like we can you know, do something to help you out. Or we might say, look, um, your case maybe isn't something that we specialize in and here's someone that might be better than us. You know, um, So other than that, guys, you can subscribe to the YouTube channel subscribe to the podcast leave a review um like or follow on instagram and that's at triage method or at skinny guys or at the real patty farrell if you'd like to follow us individually um we've also got a facebook page so you can like that if you wish follow along there um and that's that's basically everything that we do 100 percent, carry i have nothing else to say um, except it is too easy it's too easy